May 4, 1865. Last night was a very cold night, though we all slept comfortable in our wagons. We all started again through the prairie, uphill and down through the mud, though they all seem, a good, seem in good spirits except Mr. Ryan. One of his cattle is sick. He seems to be a little discouraged. We came on within three miles of the Iowa line. He bought another yoke and paid $125 for them. We crossed the line this evening. Just after we crossed, we met a man coming in full speed with a flag on his horse. He told us the rebels were cutting up thunder on ahead. We came on through the mud, though not so bad as it had has been. We camped for the night, turned the stock out, fed them, got supper over, and to bed. I'm Jen Globius, and this is the Helenaki Deep Dive, a podcast about the process of mapping and analysis for historical and archaeological research. In this episode, I'll discuss the Rhine family, who were close with the Shackelfords and Gatewoods during the 1865 trip, since all three families started out together from Clark County, Missouri in May 1865. But then the Rhines settled in California, and so we don't hear from them again in 1868. Let's dive in. So following the Rhine family, both in Roost's diary and in historical records, turned out to be more difficult than I thought. And there are many questions about the family that I've not been able to resolve completely, so I still have questions about them. But here's what I have up to this point. So we're going to start with Ruth's diary and what she says about the Rhine family. And from the very first entry on May 1st, 1865, Ruth described their departure from Clark County, Missouri as being in company with two families, the Gatewoods and the Rhines. And in the entry I read in the intro, which was just a few days after that, a few days after they had started out, Ruth said that Mr. Ryan seemed discouraged since one of his cattle is sick and he ended up buying a yoke of oxen for $125 that day. So only a few days into the trip, already a bit discouraged because he had to lay out even more money for more oxen. And this is despite everyone else in the group being in good spirits, according to Ruth. So they were still in the happy stage that they're getting going. And really, if you read the 1865 diary, throughout it, the Rhines are nearby, and they help with the group. And we get a little sense about the family. So first, there's Mr. Ryan, and there's no first name given throughout this. So there's still this proper distance between them, unlike with Atwell Gatewood, who throughout this 1865 diary, Ruth refers to as At. There's nothing like that with Mr. Ryan only referred to as Mr. Ryan. Throughout this diary, though, we also hear about Miss Ryan, Sue Ryan, Mary Ryan, and the Miss Ryans collectively. And here are some of the things we hear about them. So Miss Ryan helps with the Shackelford's children sometimes. Um, one example is when they crossed the Missouri River on May 23rd, 1865. So she helped corral the, the children that were like excited to be going across on the ferry. And then many times throughout this trip, the Miss Rhines 
uh, Ruth and Anne and Mary Gatewood, they shared both company, going for walks together, going to town or wherever. And they also shared chores, such as laundry and cooking. This is some of the collective company that women would have kept together that's described by Lillian Schlesel in her book, Women's Diaries of the Westward Journey. And so this was women kind of making lives for themselves, doing things together. And so that's very evident between these three families, the Miss Rhines, Ruth Gatewood, and then Anne and Mary Gatewood. So Mary was the eldest of the Gatewood's children. And when Mary Gatewood passed away on August 21st, when they were in the mountains, Sue and Mary Ryan, along with Mrs. Kirkland, dressed her for burial. So they were, it seems like Sue and Mary Ryan were close friends with Mary Gatewood. And then just, this is a time when Ruth was sick herself and couldn't help with these things, but there's help between these. And this is also, you see that Mrs. Kirkland, by that point in the trip, the Kirklands had become part of their group, sharing in chores and such. So towards the end of the journey, on October 17th, Ruth mentions that Mary Ryan was very sick. That statement was repeated on October 21st as well. And it's, quote, Mary Ryan is very sick, unquote. And she was still very sick on October 29th. And that's actually the last entry that Ruth writes anything about the Rhines, very much at the end of their journey. So what we know about the Rhines, the Rhine family from Ruth's diary, is that there was a Mr. Rhine. There's no Mrs. Rhine mentioned, but there were different mentions of Miss Rhine, the Miss Rhines, and Mary and Sue Rhine. And the Rhine family is not mentioned at all in the 1868 diary the one going back from California to Missouri. So the editor of the Covered Wagon Women series, in the introduction to Ruth's 1865 diary, had noted that the Rhines were close with the Shacklefords. And he also wrote that though they, he and other people, had thought that there were only two Miss Rhines, since only Mary and Sue are mentioned by name, there are actually three. And this was fact, fact was known from a biography of Isaac N. Ryan from the book An Illustrated History of Los Angeles County, which was published in 1889. And I'll post a, a link to the, to the book in the show notes. And so we can believe that Isaac N. Ryan is the Mr. Ryan of Ruth's diary, since in this biography it reads, quote, with his daughters, Mr. Ryan crossed the plains to California in 1865, end quote. And that lines up with what we have just gone over in Ruth's diary. Trip to California in 1865, and it was with his daughters. And this biography provides much, much more information. So from the diary, we learned that Isaac Ryan was born in 1817 in Bath County, Virginia, which is in the Shenandoah Valley of Western Virginia. His wife, Eliza Nesbitt, was also from that area, but she died in 1850 while they still lived in Virginia. Isaac and Eliza's daughters were Susan, Mary, and Maggie. So the Sue and Mary were mentioned by Ruth, and then there's also Maggie. This biography does not give the ages of the Ryan daughters, but it does state that both Mary and Susan had married in California, but Maggie 
uh, was keeping house for her father. So how and when did the Rhines come to Missouri and then end up traveling with the, with the Shackleford's? Well, from this biography, we only hear that they went to California in 1865 and, quote, having previous to this lived 10 years in Missouri, end quote. And so there's nothing about exactly when Mr. Ryan went to Missouri, although we could probably guess it was in 1855, so 10 years in Missouri, sometime around then. And there's nothing about where they lived in Missouri or what Isaac did during those 10 years there. Uh, we do know, again, from the biography that once the Rhines arrived in California, Isaac lived in San Bernardino County for three years until 1868. So I'm lining up with how long the Shacklefords and Gatewood stayed there. But that after 1868, Isaac Ryan bought 40 acres to farm near Los Angeles, so in Los Angeles County. And this land was described as on the San Gabriel River, three miles northwest of the town of Downey. There's a slight problem with that land description. I was looking around trying to find locations associated with Isaac Ryan and found Downey, which is southeast of Los Angeles. So it's within the big conglomerate, but then it was southeast of the actual town. And... In the 1877 map of Los Angeles County, I found that shows Downey and the San Gabriel River, but it shows that the San Gabriel River was northeast of Downey, not northwest. There is a river northwest of Downey, the Los Angeles River. And so based on other information that I'm going to get to in a bit, I suspect that Isaac Ryan's land was along the Los Angeles River which is northwest of Downey, and it fits the description much better. So the biography gives a wealth of information, but I was really interested in their time in Missouri. I was interested in how the Rhines ended up actually traveling with the Shackleford's and Gatewoods. They took off with them. Those three families were there together from the beginning. And so I wanted to confirm any details I could from the biography and then flesh out the information, especially about their time in Missouri. So I went looking in family search for records that could confirm and add to the information I had. And this is where the story gets a little more complicated. So family search will provide records with close spellings, which is great because it turns out that Ryan was spelled in a few different ways. So the way that Ruth spells the family and the way that it's spelled in the biography is R-H-Y-N-E. And this is the way that Martin Ryan, Isaac's father, appears in the 1820, 1830, and 1840 census records. And in all these records... It confirms he had a son who fit Isaac's age for when he was born. And all of those censuses have his name spelled correctly as Ryan. When I went looking for Isaac, so I was hoping to find information, at least the 1850 and 1860 census records. Um, 1850 would have been when they were still in Virginia, and 1860 would have put them someplace in Missouri. So FamilySearch looks at names with different iterations, 
with different spellings, but there's no 1850 or 1860 census that I could find. What we do have is the 1870 census, which has the last name spelled as R-Y-A-N. So it looks like Ryan, although the, the name is correctly spelled R-H-Y-N-E in the 1880 census. The California Great Registers, which recorded voters by county, and so it has information about uh, when people were in different locations in California and their places of residence and sometimes their other descriptions about them. So those Great Registers also have variations. So Isaac Ryan is listed in the San Bernardino County Great Register once, and his last name is listed as R-H-I-N-E. So not the same. Although the later lists for Los Angeles County, where he moved after 1868, they have his name spelled correctly. So, so far, the last name is actually R-H-Y-N-E. And we have it spelled R-Y-A-N and R-H-I-N-E. And there's others to come. So these sources mainly confirm and expand what we know about Isaac Ryan in California. So he was living in Agua Mansa, San Bernardino County, and working as a blacksmith in March 1866. So we before didn't know that he was a blacksmith. In the 1870 census, Isaac was living in Los Angeles Township in Los Angeles County with his daughter Maggie Keeping House, working still as a blacksmith. So this corresponds with the information from his biography that Maggie kept house. And his other daughters had married by then. By November 1873, Isaac was a farmer living in Silver Precinct, Los Angeles County. And I haven't been able to find exactly where Silver Precinct would have been. In 1879, his residence was listed as San Antonio, which is confirmed by the 1880 census. And also by that map, that 1877 map, which shows um, Rancho San Antonio, which was southeast of Los Angeles itself. The 1892 Los Angeles County Great Register lists his residence as Fruitland and his post office address as Downey. And so even though it seems from the records that he might have been moving around, it's probably that the ways in which his, his farm, his land the ways in which that land was actually described changed since that 1877 map, as I said, shows Rancho San Antonio uh, northwest of Downey and with an area along the Los Angeles River marked as the Los Angeles Fruit Land Association. But as I said, I haven't been able to figure out the Silver Precinct reference. So that might have been another earlier way to refer to that area. So one question I had about Maggie, his daughter Maggie, who stays and keeps house for him, was why wasn't she referred to by name in Ruth's diary? And because otherwise it seems like, I mean, they were close enough with the daughters, Sue and Mary, that those two, that Ruth referred to those two by their name. So was it that Maggie was only referred to as Miss Ryan? Was she not as close with the family for some reason? Or... It, it, it's hard to tell, and it does seem like Maggie was the youngest of the three sisters. She, it seems like she was born in 1850, although 
Some of the census records give her different ages, but based on the majority of dates for her birth, it seems like 1850 was the most likely. And that would have put Maggie Ryan, Ryan as the same, about the same age as Mary Gatewood, who, with whom Ruth often described Miss Ryan as doing activities. So this is some of the confusion that we get from Ruth's diary. Ruth was writing for herself. She wasn't writing for other people. And so we don't necessarily get clarification about who people were because it wasn't ever meant for other people. Like I said before, the records that I was able to find do not include anything about Isaac Ryan and his daughters in Virginia or Missouri. We only have bits about Isaac Ryan as part of his father's household. And that's from censuses before 1850. 1850, the 1850 census was the first one in which members of the household, other than the head of household, were actually listed. And so that would have given more information. And really, I w- like I said, I was hoping for the 1850 and 1860 census records to fill in some gaps. I did some looking through the census records of Bath County, Virginia for 1850, and I couldn't find him there. I looked around Clark County for 1860, and I didn't find him, and it's possible he lived someplace entirely different. There is an Isaac Ryan, spelled R-H-Y-A-N, of about the correct age, listed as a blacksmith in Augusta County, Virginia, in the 1850 census, and Augusta County is near Bath County. So that's, the area is right. The problem is, aside from the spelling of the, of the name, this Isaac Ryan is listed as being alone in a household. And that's for 1850, when he had three daughters, and it might have been that his wife had passed away by the time of the census, but he should have had three daughters. It is possible that the, his daughters were living with someone else at that time, But in some ways, this 1850 census record just adds more questions than answers, like why living in Augusta County, why weren't his daughters there, and so on and so forth. And it's it's also super frustrating that I couldn't find any record of Isaac Ryan in Missouri. It could be that I couldn't find him because the handwriting was difficult to read, or there was a different spelling of his name, or he didn't live in Clark County at all. Really, all we know about Isaac Ryan's time in Missouri is that he lived there for a decade before heading to California in 1865, and that he and his daughters set out with the Gatewoods and Shacklefords from Clark County in May 1865. And since the Shacklefords themselves had previously come from Shelby County, and were in Clark County for an unknown time before leaving for California, there's really no telling where in Missouri the Ryans had lived. So it's a lot of records I'd have to go through to find him. So in summary, what we know, Isaac Ryan and his daughters were from Western Virginia. So they shared a Virginia heritage with the Shacklefords and Gatewoods, although they were from a vastly different part of Virginia. The landscape was different. The history was different. And as far as I can tell from census records, Isaac's father, Martin, had never enslaved another human being, which is in direct contrast with the Shacklefords and Gatewoods. Despite departing Missouri with the Shacklefords and Gatewoods and traveling together with them and sharing chores, 
the Rhines stayed in California. And it doesn't seem like the Rhines would have had as much to go back for in Missouri since they'd only lived there for 10 years. Isaac Ryan was already 48 years old in 1865, and so he probably wasn't looking to relocate much further. Instead, a family that the Shacklefords and Gatewoods and Ryans met along their journey and became close to along the way, the Kirklands, would share the journey back to Missouri with the Shacklefords and Gatewoods. So to end, I'm going to share a bit from Sarah Raymond Herndon's book, Days on the Road, which may describe the Ryans. Quote, Among the families that came into our train at Kearney was the family of four young ladies and their father, a widower named Ryan, and that's R-H-Y-A-N. Sue, Kate, Mary, and Maggie are their names. Mr. Ryan told some of the young men that he was taking his daughters to the West, where there are more men and fewer women, so they could have a better chance to get good husbands than in Missouri. End quote. And so we have this difference in names. Sarah spells their last name R-Y-A-N. Their last name is actually R-H-Y-N-E, but there's if she didn't know them well, she probably didn't know that. The fact that they came into the train at Kearney, so it doesn't necessarily mean that this family, the Ryans, joined the train at Kearney. Instead, it's likely that there was shuffling in the big wagon train that Sarah Raymond's family was part of, as well as the Shackleford's Gatewoods and Rhines. And it might be that the Rhines were moved to closer to the Raymonds when they came to Kearney. So, and this somewhat matches up with Ruth's diary, since between May 26th and June 30th, we don't hear much of the Rhines. And so it might have been that they had, during that month, they were traveling in a different part of the wagon train overall. That seems to end around right after that. So July 1st, Frank and Mr. Ryan tied their wagons together to cross the South Platte River. And so after that, there's they're traveling again with the Shacklefords and Gatewoods. Now, the daughters' names match, except for this extra daughter named Kate. And it's, it's hard to tell. Again, it doesn't seem like Sarah Raymond Herndon knew the family that well. And so I, it still seems likely that this, this family of Ryan's is the Ryan family that Ruth knew much better than Sarah did. Now, this part about um, Mr. Ryan telling young men that he was going to California for husbands for his daughters, it's hard to say. He really didn't have that strong of ties in Missouri as far as I can tell. And two of his three daughters married within a few years of moving to California. So it's entirely possible. And that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Email questions or comments to deepdive at helenaki.com or ask them on the Helenaki Deep Dive Facebook page. Show notes with links to resources mentioned in this episode are available at helenaki.com. That's H-E-L-O-N-A-K-I.com. You can also find ways to support the show, now including merch. 
such as t-shirts, mugs, and stickers with the Helenaki Deep Dive logo. And you can find those at helenaki.com support. My thanks to Patreon supporter at the geospatial analyst level, Leah Varel. Your support keeps the Helenaki Deep Dive going. The Helenaki Deep Dive is written and produced by me, Jen Globius of the Helenaki. The theme music is Deep Ocean Instrumental by Dan O of danosongs.com. Additional sounds from zapsplat.com. Thanks for listening.